Hail and well met. Welcome back to another episode of Self Evident. My name is Eliana and I'm here with Alyssa, Bren, Jenna, and Kenna Rose. And this isn't necessarily really an episode per se. This is just going to be an intro to a little mini series we're going to be doing about modesty. So before we get into some of the specifics of modesty, kind of what that is and how that looks um trigger warning guys <laughs> right <laughs> i'm gonna give a quick little disclaimer before this so we understand as uh, self-evident that modesty is a very sensitive topic we understand that often it is not done well either under the guise of um legalism legalism sometimes it's done under anger right and so what we want to do here is we want to just present a biblical view of modesty um, kind of strip down the barriers and the layers that have covered the topic of modesty through tradition over time exactly and so what we're presenting here is a biblical statement of modesty and we support it for both genders of course right um mm-hmm. we we tend to believe that modesty is just as important for men as it is for women even mm-hmm. if the definition of what modesty is might change depending on the gender but we will let you know that as women, we do know mostly about what modesty is for <laughs> for girls. And so that'll probably be where we'll spend a lot of our time and where yeah. we'll focus most of the time. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely, definitely for the men too, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And in this episode, it's just kind of like you were saying, Ellie, it's kind of a short introduction. We're going down to the basics of why we wear clothes in the first place. Like, does any... That's right. I, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder that sometimes, like the theology behind it because life is living out applied theology yeah so. yeah another thing if you guys have any questions and we are not the end all be all <laughs> yeah we're not but if you guys have any questions that you guys want us to cover regarding modesty during the series dm self-evident underscore podcast on that's instagram. what we are on instagram and then we have an email account as well so yes what's what's the email the self-evident okay. podcast at gmail.com Okay. Don't don't forget the the. I did that when trying to log in today. It won't work <laughs> if you just send it to self evident. <laughs> send it to the yes. self evident at gmail.com. So what's the email one more time? The self evident podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Email your questions, DM us, and we'll try to answer them as best as we can. That's right. Yeah. And so without further ado, Alyssa, take us away. Proverbs eleven twenty two, and I'm quoting Whenever I quote from the Bible, I quote from the English Standard Version. Proverbs 11.22 says, Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. Mm. According to thesaurus.com, synonyms of the word discretion include maturity, responsibility, wisdom, prudence, foresight, diplomacy, and that's just to name a few. The truth that the writer of this proverb is trying to convey is that an indiscreet woman's beauty is as inaccurate or inappropriate as putting an expensive gold ring in the snout of a dirty, muddy pig. So if right. you can just kind of picture it just that, mix. right? Like your beauty is lost on you because there's no character to you. There's no substance. Yes, and um, I think I think that that ties into us being image bearers of Christ. Absolutely. Is that we have a responsibility of portraying ourselves, whether that's modesty, the way we act, the way we talk. We have a responsibility to portray ourselves as Christ followers and those who um, absolutely believe in and, Jesus. And I would say that for women, this includes displaying yourself in a way that shows elegance and professionalism to some degree. First Corinthians six nineteen through twenty says, "Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God?" 
You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. As this verse says, our bodies are not our own. They are temples of the Holy Spirit, and we are commanded to glorify God in our body. And this includes what we wear, how we present ourselves in society, how we present ourselves to the public eye. 1 Peter 3, 4 says, But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. And in this verse, Peter is not condemning the act of braiding hair or wearing jewelry. I mean, I think we all do that to some extent. extent. We, We brush our hair in the morning. We shower on a regular basis. He's not saying that taking care of your outward appearance is wrong. Believers are not called to be unhygienic or sloppy, as that would be a violation of other scriptures that talk about proper stewardship of our right, body, right. like 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20, which I just referenced. Instead, Peter is actually warning the excess obsession with this, as godly women are to be preoccupied, preoccupied not with their outward appearance, but with obedience to God's word and his commandments, or as Peter notes, their inner appearance. Right. And this kind of goes into the question of clothing. Like, why? I don't know if you guys have wondered this. Like, why do we even wear clothes? Like, I'm not saying like to parade around in an inappropriate manner, but why do we wear clothes? And Rebecca Lutzer, in her book, Life Changing Bible Verses Every Woman Should Know, she considers the why of clothing in the first place. And this is actually the first instance that I've ever read anything like this. And it was so life changing for me. Why were Adam and Eve said to have been naked and unashamed? Usually we equate nakedness with shame. Right. And you wonder, where does that come from? What changed after the fall? The Reformation Study Bible notes that the phrase not ashamed, quote, anticipates why humans must wear clothes. With the fall came a tragic loss of innocence, together with resulting shame, end quote. So one can see that nakedness is about more than one's physical state of having no clothes. It indicates that before the fall, mankind was in perfect relationship with God, perfect relationship with one another. And when Adam and Eve sinned, this changed along with the resulting shame due to their rebellion. Rebecca Lutzer, in relation to Adam and Eve, makes the following comment, quote, Adam and Eve's covering of fig leaves was inadequate, but God in mercy performed the first animal sacrifice and made garments of skin for them to wear. Blood was shed to obtain an acceptable covering for their nakedness. Mm. Clothing is actually a gift from God, covering our nakedness and shame. Parley Johnson goes on to explain what the second Adam, or Jesus Christ, did for us in dying on the cross. 1 Corinthians 15, 45-49 When Jesus was crucified, soldiers removed his clothing, leaving him naked as he hung there before the world in shame. Do you understand the parallel? Christ canceled Adam and Eve's sin when he took on the shame and nakedness of the human race. That is so powerful. He became sin for us. Christ became our righteous clothing. Going back to Adam and Eve once again, we can now understand that nakedness was intended by God to be sacred between one man and one woman in marriage. Clothing our bodies allows us to protect what belongs to us and to our husbands from the eyes of others. True modesty will only come from a holy relationship with Jesus Christ not as a vestige left over from the Victorian era, end quote. Not only does modest dress obey God and his design for life and relationship, but modesty also broadcasts the message of the gospel that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. So that is amazing. I guess you could say that dressing modestly is a way to be a witness to the Lord. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And I guess you could also say that a biblical definition of modesty then would be acting and dressing in such a way that accords with a biblical definition of godliness, right? Absolutely. That would be a perfect logical conclusion. And then when you say modesty is about living in such a way that honors the Lord and doesn't cause others to sin in what you wear or how you act. Mm -hmm. So that about wraps up today's little mini intro to um, modesty. Therefore, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence, as Paul says in Ephesians 4, 1-2. I, therefore, meaning Paul, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Thank you so much for listening. This is Self-Evident.